Welcome to Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. Thank you for joining us as we listen to another message from Pastor Daniel Shirley. We're going to get right into the Word this morning, and we've been talking about influence. And uh, I'm going to know that, uh, that God wants you to influence the world around you. Praise God. We're not talking about His influence on us. You know, I mean, he should have an influence on us, absolutely. But that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you having an influence on the world around you. Praise God. And so uh, we've been dealing with this issue of the, the word influence. Uh, and I, I've said this each week that I've talked about this. The word influence at its root is in and then the second part of that is fluor, which is the same place we get our root word of fluid and, uh, uh, and flow. And so um, when we're talking about influence, we're talking about something that is, that is flowing out of you to the world around you. Praise God. Praise God. You see, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The fullness is another word that really just ties right into this. The, the, the scripture says that, uh, talks about the church, that which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. Praise God. And so God, uh, the earth belongs to him by right of creation. And because of that, he wants to fill the earth. That was his plan originally, and his plan's never changed. Praise God. His plan has never changed. Um, you see, the work of Jesus at the cross was meant to affect life on earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so before I dig too far into this, let's just say this together. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is spirit and life to me. I believe with all my heart that your word, sown in good ground, produces good fruit. I am good ground for the word. I'm a doer of the word, not a hearer only, and I am blessed in my deeds. And I rejoice today, Father, because you sent your Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me. So I call on you today, Holy Spirit, to do that work in my life. I'll receive it, act upon it, be changed by it, and I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, many times we think of the work of Jesus on the cross as being a historical event, and we've, we fail to realize that nothing has ever been the same since. Praise God. Nothing's ever been the same since. But yet, many times we're acting like nothing ever changed. Praise God. We're acting like it's just the same as it always was. But you see, when we begin to realize that the work of Jesus at the cross changed everything, praise God, then it will change the way that we act. We'll no longer act like, you know, it's just business as usual. Praise God. You see, the work of Jesus was meant to affect life on earth. We act like Jesus was here for 33 years 
And then he went back to heaven and things just went back to the way they were. You know, uh, but we fail to realize many times that that is the point. You know, I, I ask, uh, I, I say this some, many times that, that the, the division between Old Testament or Old Covenant and New Covenant is not that page in your Bible where it says the New Testament. You know, we think that that's the point everything changed. That's really not the point that everything changed. Uh, the point that everything changed was the cross. That's where it all changed. And uh, so when we read the scriptures, we need to be discerning about, is this talking about before the cross or is this talking about after the cross? And you know, um, when we look at the cross as the dividing line, there are scriptures in the Old Testament that prophesy about the cross. That talk about the cross. Uh, or, or, or talk about what, what would occur after the cross. So even though they're in the Old Testament, yet they're referring to something that is New Covenant. Praise God. But there are scriptures in the New Testament that refer to the way things were before the cross. So that's got to be our dividing point, and we've got to look at it and say, is this talking about something before the cross, or is this talking about something after the cross? Praise God. And Jesus' work on the cross was done with the intention of affecting everyday life on earth. Praise God. Romans chapter 8, verse number 19 says this, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now that, that verse right there is eagerly awaiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, we could say this, and this is the way that many Christians have taken this over the years, that he's talking about the time when Jesus will return to this earth. Well, certainly that's going to be a, a, a major point, but what he's talking about, what I believe the Apostle Paul is talking about when he is referring to the revealing of the sons of God, I believe he's talking about that moment when we begin to realize who we are, and we begin to rise up and we begin to live like who we are. Praise God. That, that the, the sons of God are revealed. Praise God. Revealed means that, that before they had been in hiding, but now there comes a point when, when it becomes obvious. that the, Remember when uh, in, in the book of Acts, it says that, the, that uh, James and John, you know, when they uh, encountered the lame man, at the gate, at the beautiful gate, and they, they said, uh, you know, he was begging for alms, and they said, silver and gold we don't have, but such as we have, we give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he rose up, his feet and ankles gained strength, and he went running and leaping and praising God. And it says that, you know, that it talks about the, the events that occurred there, and it says that they took note that they had been with Jesus. That is a revealing of the sons of God. 
Praise God. And so here the Apostle Paul says, the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So creation itself is waiting. The whole world is waiting. Say this with me. Say they're waiting on me. They're waiting on me to show who I am. They're waiting for it to be revealed who I am. Praise God. For, for the, the manifestation, one translation says the manifestation of the sons of God. So creation itself, the whole world, all of creation is waiting for the, the children of God, the sons and daughters of God to wake up and realize who they are and begin to live like who they are because everything changes when we do. Praise God. Everything changes when we do. Now, we've seen this on a limited scale, but we haven't seen it on a broad scale in our world. Praise God. You see, because most Christians... I'm sad to say, but most Christians don't know who they are. Praise God. Most Christians just live, they, they don't live a whole lot differently. They may have changed some of their behaviors and some of their habits. They may have cleaned up their language a little bit, and they may have stopped doing some things that they used to do. But most Christians don't really realize who they are. Praise God. And we need to first of all realize it. And once we realize it, see, I don't, think, I don't think we need to tell you you need to change your behavior. What we need to tell you is that you need to know who you are. You need to realize who you are because once you realize who you are, you're going to act different. And if you're not changing your behavior, if you're not changing the way you act, not because we hadn't told you to, but it's because you haven't really got a revelation of who you are. Praise God. Praise God. This is why we emphasize so much around here who you are in Christ. Praise God. Because when you begin to realize that, then everything will change. But here's something he goes on. He says, the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors in birth pangs together until now. Praise God. Now, we know that this won't be completed until Jesus returns to this earth. But there's a whole lot of things that will be, the, you know, I've said it this way. God's people are beginning to wake up. We're beginning to realize who we are. And as we do, then we begin to let God flow out of us, that's influence. 
we begin to let God, the God life, flow out of us, so for the interest of others. Praise God. He's talking about more than just your, yours and your, you know, the, more than just your house. Praise God. He's talking about more than just your house. Praise God. See, his mind, he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus came here and he was thinking of others, not himself. Praise God. Praise God. We say, well, it's all about Jesus. Jesus says it's all about you. Praise God. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 2.16, who has the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. His mind was thinking about you. There was a song that was, that was once uh, uh, written and recorded numerous times. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Praise God. He wasn't thinking about what he, his own interest. He was thinking about you. He wasn't there for him. He was there for you. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Praise God. He was thinking about you. Praise God. Influence. See, here, here's what we, I want to close with this today. Influence. We taught on seven mountains of influence a few years ago. And when I began to, to, to talk about this, most people were thinking about a project. What, what can we do to influence the world? No, influence is not a project. It's everyday living the spirit life. Everyday living the spirit life. It's not an event, but it's bringing Holy Spirit light into sociological darkness. Praise God. It's about bringing His light, Holy Spirit light, into sociological darkness. We live in a dark place. Praise God. He wants His light to illuminate every dark place. Praise God. So today I want to close with that. And I want to give you an invitation. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is the best day to do that. Praise God. Not yesterday. Yesterday's already gone. Too late for yesterday. Tomorrow... Maybe too late, period. So there's no better moment than right now. Praise God. To receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Because everything he did was for you and for your benefit. But you see, it doesn't just fall on you like ripe apples off of a tree. You have to choose it. You believe that Jesus went to the cross, paid for your sins. Died the death that you should have died. And he rose again from the dead. Having defeated sin, sickness, death. Having defeated poverty. Having defeated all of the things that came into this world to destroy you. He defeated them. And he rose victoriously. Praise God. If you believe that. One thing that you lack. That is to choose. To choose. To choose to accept it on your behalf. So whether you're watching this online or whether you're sitting in this room, 
I want to lead you in a prayer where we make a verbal commitment to our choice to choose to put our trust in Jesus for our salvation. See, when you stand before God someday, He's not going to ask you, were you a good person? He's going to ask you, did you accept what I did for you in Christ? That's the only answer that is the right answer is, yes, I did. I chose Jesus. It's the only answer that will suffice. So right now, I want everyone to pray this prayer with me. And if you pray this and you mean it, you got to mean it. you got to believe it and mean it. If you pray this, you mean it, you believe it. Praise God. Then the Bible says you will be saved. So let's pray this together right now. Say, God in heaven. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me, to take the punishment for my sin. And then he rose again from the dead victoriously. And now I accept what he did on my behalf. I choose you. I put my trust in him that what he did was more than enough. And I receive that salvation right now. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about Word of Life Church, please visit us on the web at wolcarlsbad.com. Thank you and have a great week.